Welcome to the Queer Social. My name is Jess. My pronouns are she, her. My name is Andy. My pronouns are they, them. Yes. Yes. We're live. We are live. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm huh? not, Actually, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit like I'm happy the holiday break is coming up. Yeah. I am also ready for a break. Yeah. I'm very ready for a break. I'm very ready. Yeah. The holidays are exciting. There's so many good feelings, but it's also stressful as fuck. And you become a little bit more broke and a lot more broke. And then, (laughs) uh, and then, but there's a nice little gap off of work, usually, hopefully, for people. I don't know. Not everyone has a gap, (laughs) but I have a gap. So I'm excited for that. And then, I'm ex- I'm excited because this is the first year that we get to like do Christmas with Milo. Well, yeah, we did Christmas with Milo last year, but she was like a little baby. She was only like baked potato who doesn't move. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Baked exactly. Potato. <laughs> like doesn't move, doesn't talk, doesn't. Yeah. Anything. So this year she like <laughs> actually knows how to open presents and like do that whole thing. So yeah. like it's the first year we get to start our traditions with her. It's the first year we're experiencing Christmas with her yeah you know and she's excited she loves presents the girl loves presents that might be okay. her love language is gifts i think it is like anytime anyone brings a present she's like presents <laughs> like she it's like elf buck when wild. he goes Santa! yeah yeah it's milo mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely buck wild um and then we have new year's new year's resolution let me say really quick before we get into resolutions i maybe this is a hot take We're going to get into hot takes also. A hot take might be that I don't like New Year's. Like there's so much pressure Mm -hmm. on New Year's and New Year's Eve and like New Year's resolutions and everything. It's like, oh, you have to change yourself. You need to go out and party. You need to this. Like what? It's just another day. It is a lot. But I think the... I think for some people, they look at it as like a clean slate. Like, okay, here's my clean slate. New year, new me. And like, I get the... We can honor the the spirituality of transitional phases. (laughs) Like, do you know what I mean? Like, Just say New Year's resolution. Like, we can honor people's New Year's resolutions. Okay, I get that. But I'm also like... It's just, I always feel, maybe it's just me. I don't know, but I always feel a lot of pressure. It is, then, I think because there's a lot of pressure of like, what are you doing for New Year's? Like, are we going out? Yeah. Are you going to a party? Whose party are you going to? Whose party? Like, do you know. have your outfit? Because it has to kind of kind of be like a statement thing, a little flashy. Yeah, glitter. The good thing is, is that we typically are on vacation mm-hmm. for New Year's, so we don't really have to do too chill. much. Mm-hmm. We just go and sit on the beach and watch fireworks. Yeah. Play. I like New Year's. I think it's a okay. fun holiday. Yeah. Maybe I'm just, I don't know. It's okay. Yeah. You don't have to like it. Okay. So go on with your New Year's resolutions. Do you have any? Like, I know that you, how you feel about them, but like, do you yeah. have goals, I guess we can say, for the New Year? Yeah, of course. Yes, of course. I... I think mine would be to prioritize myself. Like I've talked a lot about that on this podcast. Um, I just need to put my money where my mouth is, you know, (laughs) like I need to practice harder Mm -hmm. at, um, 
I think prioritizing myself, also working on a little bit of autonomy, mm-hmm. like to just be by myself because I'm never by myself. Yeah. So I think that is like, I definitely want to make myself more of a priority. Okay. Yeah. I think that we're kind of similar with a couple of those things. Maybe you go on a show. Maybe that's your autonomy. I don't think I need to do all that. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah. That was a fun last autonomy or autonomous thing that I did. Yeah, you were just Andy by yourself, no mm. nothing else. Milo hasn't wasn't born yet. Yeah. Like and everyone who was meeting you for the first time knew you for you mm-hmm. and and nothing else. So Exactly. Yeah, that was cool. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was a fun couple of months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but um I definitely feel similar to you in like finding something that like gives you your independence back a little bit. Yeah. You know, I I totally understand that Mm -hmm. i think a big thing for me is to also prioritize my like health again because i've been off like (laughs) i've been off the path for quite some time Mm -hmm. and i miss my like don't get me wrong i'm still still got it you know Mm -hmm. but i miss being able to just have a certain level of of athleticism yeah you know I, I i miss not being able to like not wake up and feel my body a little sore yeah it's the 30s babes man the 30s it sucks yeah it's like so i just i and i need to eat more protein <laughs> <laughs> so those, those are like my goals okay yeah yeah take care of my body uh-huh eat more protein fair yeah <laughs> um jumping back to hot takes we had a little discussion last night yeah. about hot takes. And it was so interesting hearing everyone's situation because for those of you who don't know, hot takes are like nothing is right or wrong, but that's the idea is like you are passionate about something that is controversial to <laughs> someone else. Yeah. So that for like example. Rock somebody's judgment of you like world yes of you. <laughs> exactly like what the fuck yeah it's one of those moments um i'll start okay okay mine is that i think don't kill me now i think peanut butter sucks <laughs> i think it fucking sucks i th- i hate the way it tastes it is thick ass in your mouth and it's just <laughs> not a vibe I will say that kind of was a red flag for me when I met you. <laughs> I was like, how do you, way back when. Not like <laughs> I've genuinely never met anybody that doesn't like peanut butter. Really? Yeah. I mean, mm. I've met people who are allergic to nuts. Yeah. But I've never met somebody mm. who de- like, and you don't like peanut butter in all forms, whether it's in a like peanut butter and jelly. Well, no, no, no. I will. Even when I was pregnant, I did do peanut butter and jelly. Yes. But when I tell you the how ratios. thin my peanut butter was, you Jelly's like couldn't this. even see thick jelly. Like God, it's it looks like a jelly sandwich. <laughs> oh my and God. there's a hint of peanut butter in there. Yeah. Just to counterbalance the jelly. But mm-hmm. I don't want to taste a glob of peanut butter. Yeah. Don't like, don't mess with it. Not in smoothies, nothing. Like Oh God, no. Chocolate and People peanut who, butter. Like, who dip their apples in peanut butter and there's a giant glob at the end of it. And I'm like, you're gonna put that entire glob in your mouth? Or people who just do it with a spoon. To me, I don't get it. I don't I'm understand. that person that definitely scoops because I love crunchy peanut butter. Mm-hmm. I scoop that with the oh yeah. It's so good. No. Yeah. And like when your mom makes the um your mom and your sister, they make those dates with mm-hmm. the peanut butter and yeah. then chocolate and sea salt. 
Yeah, I could obviously do without that ingredient. Oh, so good. Yeah, that's my hot take, guys. Okay. I have a few more, but I'll leave them for another time. Do you want to share yours? Yeah, I have two, and I know I'm going to get some shit for this, so I'm, like, reluctant to share it. Only the people who have ordered food with me Mm -hmm. know or, like, know my food tendencies. Yeah, went out to dinner with you. Yes. So, oh, God, I'm scared to say this. Don't be scared. The the test of time was you, when you said it to me, your yeah. wife. Yeah, yeah. in Italian. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my hot take is that I don't like pasta. And let me tell you something really quick. If you're if you're if you're in this with me, <laughs> also if you're Italian, you know this is like a sin. Like it's actually a sin. Should be against the law. Like cause for divorce. Probably oh that is re- that was a red flag for me. Yeah. Yeah. When you said you didn't like, I grew up every night we ate pasta. <laughs> and then when I started dating Andy and he's like, you just had pasta yesterday. And I was like, and <laughs> like, this is, this is normal. It's like eating fruit every day for people. It's very normal, man. Yeah. I will say I was terrified when I, when I told your mom that. Well, the thing that I also don't understand is like, how can you categorize all pastas as like, I don't like pasta. There's so many different types of pasta mm-hmm. out there. Well, you've that, like, taught me over the years. I've definitely my, I've had to introduce a lot of different yes. recipes for you to be like, I could eat this dish. Yeah. And I will eat it. But if there was a table you of options, choose, I would yes. never choose pasta first. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. That is just so wild to me. I'm it really sorry. is. No, it's fine. It's fine. That's why it's a hot take. Controversial oh. as fuck. <laughs> well, my other hot take is that I like dry sandwiches. Yeah, that was always a weird one for me. Yeah, I don't like like I'm sauce. A, or, I'm a sauce girl. Like, I know you are. I want all the sauces. I know. Like, I want to also like dip something in where you can't see the food anymore. Like when I go pick up sauce. food, Jess is like, make sure they gave me the three sides of aioli, ranch, yes, whatever the situation any, is. Any of the dips. That's why my daughter's a dipper. Like I'm a dipper. It just, it's in the genes. I don't know what it is, but it's very much like, it's a staple for me. And mm. so when you went for a dry sandwich one day, I was like, okay, are you a serial killer? This is <laughs> fucking insane. <laughs> like, people don't do that. Okay. Ooh, there's there's something there's just it's, something about a dry sandwich. But here's the thing, I'm not saying like it's just because it's a dry sandwich doesn't mean it's dry <laughs> in my mouth when I'm eating it. Like I like to add like pickles and I like to add like lettuce and I don't like my bread to be dry. I like my bread to be like soft like a soft french bread, bread or like sure. a homemade bread so like not, that. But it's still sticking to the roof of your mouth in not a good way. Like whatever. I just think it's it's a little fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> you did you never made me feel like this before <laughs> sandwich situation also because of, i honor it but it doesn't mean that i think that i don't think it's weird speaking of though i we're gonna get sandwiches today because your sister's in town yeah and she wants the sandwich place and this is the place where i get my dry like this place makes the best mm-hmm. no sauce sandwich yeah because they make the best bread they make yeah. the best bread I have a story about this particular place as well. If you have a close person to you or you yourself have given birth, 
you know the importance of the first meal, okay? You are starved for hours, okay? Starved for hours when you are in labor. Mm -hmm. You cannot eat. Most of the time you cannot drink. Mm -hmm. You're chewing on ice chips and that's all you get for however long. I, by the time, my labor was an entire day. And uh, by the time I got my first meal, it was three in the morning. And I had not eaten since 10 or 9 a.m. the previous day. Mm, and it wasn't like you had something good. You had No, like I a- had a breakfast burrito because I felt my contractions happening. Yeah. So I was like, ooh, I better get something in because this <laughs> is like the last thing I'm going to eat. So I ate a breakfast burrito. And then I was like, it's go time. That was that was 9 a.m. that day. Mm. I did not eat until 3 a.m. the following day. Damn. Yes. That first meal after you give birth is sacred. And I think I, I heard this before, but I didn't know the importance of it. Like, mm-hmm. I really didn't. So like, I didn't think about the food. You didn't think about the food. It was like the, the one food. thing that I didn't think about on the checklist. Like, yeah, I had, had everything pull, else. Yes. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And that was the one thing that I... And we I didn't even think about, like, packing snacks. I, or, oh, I packed or, snacks. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was in I was in space. I tried to give you a goldfish and then but I did I will say every time I wanted to eat something, I you had to go I left the room. the room because I was like I'm not going to fucking do that respect. in front of you. Respect. Yeah, yeah. You have to respect to the, the You would knock me out person. with one of those peanut balls that they have between your legs. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So anyways, the importance of a meal and and if your wife or whoever is pregnant now, Honor the importance of this meal. Do not say I didn't warn you. Pack her favorite fucking meal mm-hmm. for when she gives or birth. Or have Postmates. Or be, uh, yeah, be on it on for it. Postmates delivery. Like when you, when she's crowning, order the food. Have someone fucking press send <laughs> on that meal delivery and get it right in time. Because yep. I'm telling you, what had happened was oh. I had just popped my daughter out of my vagina <laughs> And I wanted to eat something so bad because I was starved. And then everything was closed because, again, it was three in the morning. So my mom, bless her soul, went downstairs to the hospital cafeteria. Let me tell you really quick. Nothing good comes out of a hospital cafeteria. Okay. Mm -hmm. Maybe ice cream or like a candy bar. But nothing pre like made by the hospital is going to be okay. Uh -uh. She came up and... She offered me a cafeteria sandwich. A bologna sandwich. I wasn't really thinking. I was just so hungry. And by the way, I was limp. Like yeah. my my limbs, I couldn't move my limbs. I was exhausted mm-hmm. beyond belief that she brought the sandwich to my mouth and I had my eyes closed and I just took a bite. And I just about died because it was the worst sandwich I've ever had in my life. I could tell you right now exactly what it tastes like. I taste it in my, I'm, I'm drooling in not a good way. Like, you know, when you get it's nauseous, like nauseous, salivating, the, nauseous saliv- salivating is happening right now. I can, it must be a form of PTSD for yeah. real. Well, yeah. You just went through, yeah. tr- your body went through a trauma of having a child. Yes. Right. And then, and you did it natural. Yes. And then the situation afterwards with like stitching and everything like oh, that whole situation was very mm-hmm. traumatic for you. Yes. So then the first sense that is awoken. Yeah. Supposed to be a warm, comforting meal. Something that's like, no. oh, thank God. Absolutely not. I took one bite and said, I'm good. I don't need any mm-hmm. more. I would rather starve yes. than eat more of that sandwich. So don't say I didn't warn you. If you don't know this rule, now you know. 
T- take it to your sister, yes. your aunties, your best friends, your own wife, because Lord. Who, yeah, whoever the birthing person is, make sure they have yes. a meal after birth. So we went to sleep. Went to sleep. The next morning, obviously, family wants to come meet the baby mm-hmm. and check on, check on mama. And I was like, okay, y'all can come if you bring me a sandwich. <laughs> like, that's the stipulation here. So they went to shout out Rubicon Deli. Ooh, Rubicon. Who saved my taste buds the next morning. If you live in a place where there's a Rubicon Deli, run, don't walk. Yes, it is. Get pesto bread. I am a sandwich connoisseur. Mm-hmm. And there is no place better than Rubicon Deli. Yeah. For a. Just, I mean, they have pesto homemade bread, yeah. homemade cookies. They just, everything is proportionate. Like if you have OCD, if you have any situation Beautiful like sandwich. that. It is perfectly <laughs> stacked together. It's just, yeah. They um, walked They walked in with a sandwich and I said, take the baby. Take <laughs> the baby. Like eyes on the prize. Yeah. I scarfed that sandwich. The whole and it thing was too. And those sandwiches are thing. big. I did not fuck around. No. Yeah. It was, uh, you're welcome for the story. <laughs> Spiral down. I would get so it. passionate you about. Did Andy. Well, because I get really passionate about first meal. Yeah. I didn't know. First meal after birth. I did not know. Yes. Now you know. Now you know. Now I know for the second <laughs> baby, I'm going to have that sandwich. You prepped. No, no, babe. I'm going to get it fresh. Yeah. Okay. Fresh. All right. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. <laughs> The we have been invited to a few holiday parties. I have a crazy anxiety about going out that is so overwhelming that yeah. I, it's enough to get me to say no. <laughs> I'm like, actually, I'm gonna just rain check. So That's I'm just, valid. I'm skip this one. That's valid. And if you tell me to do that, there's street parking. <laughs> I will absolutely not be attending. What do you think the internal reason is for like the anticipation? Like, are you worried about what people think? you look like no definitely not i have i have grown Uh way past that it's definitely not that it is more of like all the steps is what gives me anxiety it's not one step in particular it's not like just what i'm wearing it's not just it's like and also i don't really drink yeah i've never really drank neither of us drink you know yeah not really like we'll go out and have a drink here and there maybe like twice a year (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty rare, I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Like it's just not something that like I don't really enjoy drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. I always feel like shit. I actually don't even think it tastes good. It's very rare that I like hit a cocktail yeah. that is actually Dude, worthy. Mocktails though? Mocktails. Yeah, I can fuck with slap. a mocktail. The second you add the hard alcohol, it like, fucks the can drink. Can you make up. it not taste like alcohol? <laughs> but then yeah, exactly. It's just yeah, maybe that's also a hot take. <laughs> Like less alcohol. Le- the less it tastes like alcohol, the better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there's just a lot of steps to going out that, and I didn't go to college, so I didn't have my going out days. Like yeah. I never wanted to either. Did you party in high school? I did, but because all my friends were, not because I wanted to. Got it. Like all my friends were going out and they're like, you're coming. And I'm like, fuck me. Like, I don't even want to go. And then you get there and I'm like, I don't. I don't talk to half these people. <laughs> like, I just feel weird and I don't want to drink. Yeah. And I don't want to drink to feel not weird. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, why am I here? <laughs> That's, I got to give you props for that because you didn't succumb really to peer pressure too much. No, only my first time with alcohol is when I 
hit the peer pressure. Shmirnoff girl. Shmirnoff girl. Shmirnoff That's girl. what they called me. I I came home blasted, and my <laughs> parents were in the hallway, and they just like were laughing at me because it's like the first time your kid gets drunk. It's like an initiation thing where you're like, this is not allowed, and you're in big fucking trouble tomorrow. Yeah. But like right now, it's hilarious. Like yes. this is funny. And I could not function. And I'm a people pleaser. And also in relation to that, like cared a lot about what my parents thought of me. You've always been a good kid. Still do. Working on it. I've come a long way. Um, But when I came home that night, I was mortified, even blacked out. I don't even remember it, but they were just telling me like, I just kept saying like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh my God. I'm such a disappointment. Like all the things. <laughs> I don't remember shit, so but it sounds accurate as fuck. That's honestly. really cute. Yeah. Honestly, like if I was your parent, like I don't even know if I could, I think you would be a punishment on yourself enough. No. Yeah. You don't need to do much for me. Yeah. 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 I'm, oh, I got it in here. <laughs> I am, I'm killing myself over things. Yeah. So Yeah. That was the first and only time I've probably given into like peer pressure like that just because they handed me a big handle of Smirnoff and I was like, let's do the damn thing. I didn't know how much was too much. Yeah, it's dangerous. (laughs) It's dangerous. Yeah. See, I wasn't a a person who fell to peer pressure. I was a ringleader. Uh, So people followed me. You peer pressured people? No, not necessarily. I was just kind of like, you do it if you want to do it. I don't fucking care. Mm. But I'm going to do me. I could see you just like taking a handle down people's throats. If they wanted it. Right. But I'm not going to. I was never like a person to just like force you to do something. But if I was doing it and you were with me, I'd be like. Exactly. You you come in, you you, you jump in, what's happening, right? Like, yeah. But then I feel like I got so much of that out of my system in high school. Um. When I went to college, yeah, I partied. Yeah. Quite a lot. Yeah, I think you got it out of your system. Yeah. And then now, since being with you, I I mean, yeah, I literally don't drink. And I think Mm -hmm. my liver is very happy about that. I think so, too, yeah. But I do partake in other things. So Mm -hmm. it's all about balance, right? Balance. Balance, (laughs) baby. I'm with you. This leads me to the idea that, like, you have to say yes to people. Yeah. And that's something I've always, it's been really, really hard for me because I am, I genuinely want to like make people happy. Yeah. And I think, and I'm like, oh, I don't want them to like think I don't like them or whatever if I say no. So if like somebody asks me to go out and, and I say no, I instantly am like, they're going to think, yeah, I need to over explain myself. Yeah. I need to like make them feel good about why I said no. You, what do you always say though? Like you're trying to really like, um, please, people, please. No, like you're trying to really like take in the fact that like you want to accept no as a complete sentence. Yes. To people. Yes. Without mm-hmm. having to over explain why you're not going to do something or, or what's not work or what's best yeah. for you. You shouldn't have to explain that to everybody. Yes, I know. And it is a work in progress, but I very much am like the, and the way that you and I have kind of like navigated this is we have a lot of talks about this first, because I think a lot of it needs to come from conversation before you practice the action of it mm-hmm. is like, you're talking yourself through the process. I'm going to do this. It's going to be okay. This is yeah. this. Now let's practice. Yeah. Like the answer is no, I'm not going. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm not, I can't, can't hang out. Sorry. Mm. Like it is what it is. And I think I've had a recent experience too, where somebody who like asks to hang out often Mm -hmm. because maybe they like your energy and they want to be around it and whatever the circumstances are. But if they're asking and you don't reciprocate in the same way, like you don't show up in the same way that they're showing up for you, Mm -hmm. but maybe it's because like you don't want to. Yeah. Sometimes it's difficult, um, especially at the stage we're at and the phase we're at in our life. We want to give our energy priority milo yes me and you yes family ourselves close friends yes right so it's hard after all those different layers to give our energy to something outside of that right because then comes work and then comes things like that so i think sometimes it's hard to say no to people to hanging out Mm -hmm. and it's nothing personal but it's just we're very sacred with our time and who we have around us. Yeah. And I also don't think, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, in the beginning, I. I was telling myself there was something wrong. Cause I was like, they've asked a bunch of times. Now you need to say yes. Well, does it make you feel like, did it like intern? Cause when I think about that, I'm like, I wonder if they think that I'm entitled or like better than them or anything like that. Sure. Those thoughts. Those are through. intrusive yeah. thoughts that I have when it <clears throat> comes to people being like, Oh, you don't want to hang out with me. Well, it's, it's not necessarily straight up like that yeah. all the time. It's just, hey, I have a lot going on in my life and who I give my energy to is sacred. Yeah, it's like, I th- I hope, I guess I wish more people would respect, like, it's not that I don't like you as a person mm-hmm. because that's not the case most of the time. <laughs> but it's that I just don't have the time and energy to give you. Yeah. And I think, I think the two can exist together. Yeah. It's like, it's not like, you don't have to not like somebody. I could like you, but it doesn't mean I want to hang out all the time. It's kind of like you want that person to eat, but not at your table. Yeah, like dig in, okay? But this right here is sacred. Yes. So it's just, it's such an interesting balance, especially as you become an adult to like navigate those types of relationships. Mm -hmm. And again, it's, I always have those intrusive thoughts of being like, oh fuck, they're going to, they're going to think I don't like them. They're going to think I, I'm above them. They're mm. going to think all of these things. When it's not that. When it's, it's just, not that. It's just I don't have the time or energy. And also, can't that be enough? It could be that too. Like if I don't vibe with you, I'm definitely not going to give my definitely. energy to you. Yeah. Like if I feel like, I mean, look, typically when you hang out with somebody, yeah. you know whether that person is going to be a friend for you or not. Like you know that like you're either rocking with them or you're not. Yeah. Right? So if I don't feel that, I'm not going to go out of my way. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't have time like that. And I, Mm -mm. based off of what you just said, too, is like, you get that tingly feeling in a platonic way when Mm -hmm. you meet somebody and you're like, we vibe. Like, Like, this is here. This is real. I could see you tomorrow and I wouldn't be like, oh, fuck, I got to do this. Like, Mm -hmm. I could see you tomorrow and be excited about seeing you tomorrow. Like, you kind of know off the bat if somebody's your person or not. Mm -hmm. And then... That's how friendships start. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally how like we have met some of our best friends is like that initial spark, platonic spark, Dude, if you will. If I don't feel that with you, I'm not the person to just be like, yeah, I'll just go hang out with that person and hang out with him. No. Like, no, don't you want a friendship where it's 100%? Mm-hmm. I'm not that person that's going to go give half ass to something. Yeah. I'm just not going to show up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, you have taught me a lot about 
that in particular because <laughs> I'm a, a person who is always like a yes person in regards to like giving people my relationships. Like I think I had to learn and it took your help because yeah. you're very much like, no, I'm not doing that actually. And at first I was like, what the fuck? Yes, you are. Like, we mm-hmm. need to go and do this. Like, mm-hmm. this is expected of us. And you're like, no, like, I'm not. That was one thing you've always put your foot down. I fucking hated it in, in the beginning. In the beginning, I but didn't, I though. It. In the beginning, I did go with you to those things. But mm-hmm. then after a while, I was like, look, I am not having a good time. And I understand <laughs> there's some things that you have to go Compromise. to to be a supportive yes. cast. That's yeah. not me. I think I com- can come across as a dick or just, like, very, like, full of themselves in that manner where mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm just... If I don't want to do something, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And nobody can make me do something not, I don't want to do. No, that is so true. So, and I'm proud of that. Mm-hmm. Like, I stand in that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, hate it or love it. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I do respect it. It took me a long time to get here to respect it because as a partner, I was like, I think you should be coming with me here, you know? (laughs) And there are some things, like you said, that you do have to compromise on. Like, Mm -hmm. no, you're actually coming. I need you at this one. And I feel like I've showed up for those things that Mm -hmm. you do need me for, Mm -hmm. you know? like I've, And I feel like you've showed up for me in a lot of different ways Mm -hmm. with, you know, things, events, you know, and things that I've had to do. So, yeah, it's about balance. But I think that if you don't want to put your energy towards something, then don't do it. Then don't. Yeah. I think it's should be an unfollow bye (laughs) oh my god i realize so i am not a social media gal in regards to like i i follow people from my junior high and high school that i've just when instagram launched and then you follow all these people i never went back and unfollowed anyone because like i just don't care to do that i just don't think i have the energy to do that either Mm -hmm. so i don't monitor I don't look, I don't know who looks at my stories. I don't know who follows me back. I don't know who unfollows. I don't know any of that. Mm -hmm. Andy, there was a circumstance where Mm -hmm. you had told me, you're like, hey, this person unfollowed you. And I was like, (gasps) are you fucking joking me right now? Because like, I wouldn't have noticed if it wasn't for you telling me. Yeah. Like I literally would not have noticed. Well, because I was also like, the person was kind of, don't get the person was kind of acting a little shady or the situation was a little shady and i was like i wonder andy went snoop that shit out and i was like let me see if my intuition is correct about this person Mm -hmm. what's crazy to me is like i'm nice y'all like i am a nice girl okay (laughs) i am nice to people because you're not a mean girl no i have a good heart i'm nice and i felt like i was really nice to this person Mm-hmm. And I genuinely liked the person. Like I liked the person. Mm-hmm. And I was fucking flabbergasted <laughs> when you told me that they unfollowed me. Yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? I wonder what I did. And that makes me just spiral because I'm a spiraler yeah. by nature. And I I just sat there and was like, what did I do? And I just went over and over and over, like, what did I do? And I'm over here like, fuck that bitch. Yeah, fuck her. Because Andy is petty. We know this about Andy. Andy's petty. And Andy was like, fuck, fuck that, babe. Like, you don't you just, I mean, you were my person in my corner, which I appreciate. But also, <laughs> but also I was very much like, what did I do? Yeah. Like, I didn't even do anything. But that's and the that's thing. that's the like, weird part. You don't You're need to do anything. weirdo. Yeah, it is weird. Weird. It's- like we we chat in DMs, we Heavy talk, on the we weird. talk, bitch. You we comment, <laughs> no, bitch. No, 
<laughs> you chat on the DMs, but you on you're in her request. Well, now I'm in the request folder. So it is what it is. <laughs> I don't care enough, but I I think the confusion is like why? Yeah. People are I think people look at social media also differently, so I can't take offense to it. Mm-hmm. And I think a portion of it is like if something happened and you just don't want that in your space anymore, well, you, you don't want to be triggered by somebody. On I Instagram and social media too, you can kind of create your own reality. Yeah, it's by your bubble. Blocking. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, if you don't want that in your energy. I, I respect it. I do respect it. So that's why I'm like, maybe she was triggered by me. I don't know what I could have done to trigger her, but. Because you're a nice girl. I don't know. Nice girls win. But I feel like that is like a big a big thing for people too of being like what did i do what did i do to anybody like we've talked about ghosting right yeah. like it happens in dating ghosting but it also happens platonically yeah like lesson learned this is my first platonic uh ghost, ghost. <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> oh i love how innocent you are with certain things in life i think i just want to see the best in people <laughs> You do. You you try to see the best Once in a lot of situations. Once they something else, I'm like, mm-mm, I don't mm. fuck with that. I do not fuck with that. You don't really have a cynical bone in your body. You're a realist, yeah. but you do try to see the best in a lot of situations. I do. Yeah. Well, let this be a lesson to you. You can get ghosted platonically, and don't worry about it. Don't worry about it because they are they they're not your, your energy. They're yeah, not your who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Anyways, we got a comment on our, I don't know if it was a comment or a DM from somebody who's like, can you guys touch on like toxicity of a relationship, Mm. but staying in the relationship? And I was like, sure, we could do that. Yeah, no problem. (laughs) Um, Well, there's only one thing I have to say about it, really. What? If it's not the right relationship for you, like, don't stay. Yeah. I think there's a lot of circumstances that make things more complicated. If you're with somebody who is not right for you, Mm -hmm. what are you doing? I mean, hopefully you have a good support group around you to be like, yo, Mm -hmm. this ain't it. Yeah. (laughs) You know? I think it comes with a lot of, um, you need to build your confidence. Mm Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, well, you I can think, get complacent. Yes, for sure. Where you're like, maybe this is the best I'll ever. Or get. if you are comfortable in the li- the lifestyle that you're living with mm-hmm. that person, it outweighs the person. Yeah, that could be true too. You know? I think, I think, if people are staying with, right? There's a lot of circumstances that can make someone stay and endure something like that. But if you're thinking, oh, this is the best I'll get. Or if you're thinking, I don't know who I am without this person, Mm. let me remind you, you were your own person before you even met this person. Correct. So do not be afraid Mm. to find yourself again outside of the relationship. Because your person is meant to highlight the things that are, you know, they're they're meant to highlight you. Mm -hmm. They're meant to be the shiny border around you but you're already glowing yeah right so like that person just enhances certain things in your life cute not supposed to be (laughs) i was trying really hard for that analogy (laughs) that was really cute um but yeah you're still your own person and that other person could should just kind of seamlessly fit into 
and vice versa. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think it's interesting though, because we've both stayed in a relationship that was definitely toxic for a while mm-hmm. until we learned that, okay, this isn't the way things are supposed to be. Yes. I think I stayed in a relationship that was a hundred percent not correct for me because a lot of it had to do with like feeling bad mm-hmm. and that's my own shit that mm-hmm. I have to work on. It's like I stayed way longer than I should. There was so many red flags for me and, and, and just nothing against who this person is, mm-hmm. but it, the relationship was not healthy at all. And yeah. I was young. I was 16 or something like that. So for me, I didn't know what a healthy relationship felt like. Yeah. I knew what it looked like because I have a good example of that being my parents, but I didn't know what it felt like. And so I didn't realize for a long time that I was like, yeah, what am I doing? <laughs> well, it's hard too at your age. Like yeah. you were s- with that person for like three or four years at starting at 16 until you were 19. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard because we don't have that, that life mm-hmm. experience yet. And we don't mm-hmm. have that rationale yet of like how a healthy relationship is. And then also on top of that, it's really unique being in a queer relationship because there's not a lot of examples of a healthy queer relationship and yeah there's not you know you don't see those different nuances in that relationship as Mm -hmm. you would with your parents heteronormative relationship yeah I think a lot of it being that I I didn't want to leave because I felt bad for that person like what is going to happen to that person like if they were not stable and I felt like I was a piece of their stability it's like Mm -hmm. when you take that out from under someone's feet then you can't help but worry about them. For sure. Like, and that's going to happen. That's a natural thing yeah. to do. I think for me, like a big part of my, the toxicity that was in the relationship that I was in was the fact that we were out to certain people, mm-hmm. but then very closeted to the rest of the world. That's really confusing. Yeah. It was really confusing. It was really confusing for me just in general of like, how do we act? How do I navigate this? Like, I didn't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made me feel less than yeah. in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized that I was putting that person's like beliefs and their the way that they wanted to do it above my own mental health in a lot of different aspects. Yeah, you too. were compromising a lot of who you were for the person that you were yeah. with. Yeah. And I did that for... I stayed in that toxicity for like three to four years, Mm -hmm. you know, and like other things stemmed from that because it was like an internal thing of like me not being like, yo, I'm not enough for you to come out with. Like, I or not even not enough for you to come out with, but just I don't I don't want to live in the shadows of Mm -hmm. somebody else. And you shouldn't have to. For me, it was like I didn't want to continue to be held back, but I also love that person. Mm -hmm. So it was a really, really difficult thing for me to be like, I need to put myself first and not the feelings that I get from this. Yeah. It it was a lot. Well, it's hard for people to put themselves first. Yeah. Like, especially when you're in a relationship, you feel like you are putting the other person first a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it, that's a natural thing is to be like, are you good? I, I'm good if you're good, you yeah. know? And and that can overtake and become the whole personality of the relationship For is sure. putting someone else first. And I think when you're dating somebody who's closeted, mm-hmm. when you're like ready to be out and like you're ready to like live authentically, mm-hmm. Is very difficult. Yeah, for sure. And like I said, that situation became so toxic for me that I was like, I was pretty much valuing my worth. Yeah. 
into that. And yeah, because you're like, very oh, I must not be good enough if she doesn't mm. want to come out with me. I must not be good enough if she doesn't want to introduce her family to me as her mm. partner. Yeah. I must not, you know, it's like all of these things start to like take over in your head and you're like, For sure. okay, yeah. I'm just not good enough. That was really hard. Mm-hmm. Like that's really hard to one, go through, but like as a self-esteem thing and just, yeah. So if you're in a toxic relationship, <laughs> just evaluate your situation and be like, you know, if you need to put, like you you're fr- you should always come first. Yes. No matter what. Mm-hmm. You have to take care of yourself. You have to show up for yourself in order to show up for another person in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Right? And you're going to say things that they're not going to want to hear. Like, because maybe it's not about leaving the relationship and it's more about saying this is what I need from you. Yeah. And if you can't give that to me, then I'm out. Or if you can't, if you're not comfortable enough to communicate that, yes. then that's not your person. Yeah. And also you, sorry, but you have some self-work to do too. Yeah. Because if you're not willing to know yourself enough and know what you want and what you need, and you're not willing to put yourself first and as a priority to say those things, then you definitely have some work to do. Mm-hmm. Because I will say my relationships, platonic relationships and intimate relationships have changed when I found my voice. Mm-hmm. And I've always had a voice. Don't get me wrong. I'll say, I'll say what I need to say, mm-hmm. but my people pleaser in me can sometimes dim the voice on hard things to say. Yeah. So I've learned like, I'm not going to get what I need out of this relationship if they can't meet me where I need to be met. Yeah. And that's up to them. At, at least you're saying what you need. I think too, it's really like you get to this stage in your life where you realize that you have to be able to have tough conversations with mm-hmm. all different people, regardless yes. of the relationship, whether that's your partner in life, whether that's your best friend, your auntie, your, mom, your cousin, your dad, your whoever, boss, your coworker. If you can't have an open and honest conversation with them, mm-hmm. then like you, you gotta, you have to build that relationship. Yeah. I grew up around a, a lot of very passiveness. That Midwest feel of like the mom feeling like they just like, I don't know. It's very, it's a very passive behavior. Yeah. And I feel like that was really difficult for me to navigate to where I was like, well, how do I actually say what I want to say mm. instead of just being sweeping it under the rug? Yeah. You had to bite your tongue probably uh, a lot growing up. Well, not only that, but it was like, am I allowed to say this? Can I say this? How do I communicate it? Well, it's like no one else is being honest. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, is this how we deal with situations is we just act like nothing just happened and you just move about your day? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was really hard for me to learn, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think being with you, because you're you're an over communicator. That I am. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to learn a lot Mm -hmm. being a avoidant. Yes. Mm Non-communicator to where I am now. And it's funny because I just started doing that in the last three years with my relationship with my mom and my relationship with my mom has grown so much. Significantly. Because yeah. I'm like, mom, just say what you got to say to me. Mm-hmm. Say what you got to say. I'm going to say what I got to say. I'm going to be respectful about it. Mm-hmm. But like, this is the way it is. Mm-hmm. And since then, our relationship is way better. Good. So yeah, I think once I learned that you have to be able to have open mm-hmm. and real conversations, yeah. transparent conversations instead of being passive. Yeah. My relationship with the people who are closest to me has really changed has changed. Yeah. It's just I'm a really different proud level. of you. You've come such a far away because yeah, in the beginning you didn't want to talk about anything hard. Yeah. I'm very much like spit it out. 
nothing can change if I don't know what's going on. Yeah. It's not even that I needed to like <laughs> uncondition myself. I was never taught the how correct way to express my feelings, how to communicate my mm -hmm. feelings. So that was really hard once you go through life for 20 something years, mm -hmm. you know, being like, I was very avoidant, way, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. to being like, nope, you're going to face this head on. You're going to say what you got to say. And now I just say shit really blunt. Oh yeah. So Sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm like, Ooh, back it up. I'm, back it up. <laughs> I'm working on that now to where I'm like, okay, there's a delivery. There's a delivery. There's a tone, right? Yes. It's, I can be respectful and I am respectful, mm -hmm. but I'm just blunt respectful. Mm -hmm. I just say it as it is, yeah. but I need to, I need to learn how the to balance of delivery. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that, the next stage. That's the next stage. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting there. This can also translate into, we said platonic and intimate relationships, because mm -hmm. I think when we talk about it, like it's, it's easier in the platonic way. I've, I've had a lot of friendships where, um, we are our strongest and best selves because mm -hmm. of the communication between us. Like yeah. I've said some of the hardest things ever to best friends, but moving past that only made us stronger. Yeah. Intimately, like when you are telling your partner what you want, what you need, your expectation, where to meet you, it can be a lot harder because there's all these thoughts. By the way, your lives are like intertwined as well when you're dating. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you can tell your best friend and then you detach from it yeah. like when you're dating somebody and you're honest with them it can bleed into all of the other aspects yeah i mean look if you're telling me something that i know but i don't want to hear mm -hmm. it's not exactly the recipe for sex later that night you're gonna want to take a beat from me uh, yeah you're gonna need a second for mm -hmm. sure it's not that i can't receive it because i'm receiving not like it. a beat sorry like a i didn't mean like <laughs> you want me to beat you up no i don't know i understand what you're saying okay, like good. you're just like give me some space yes but it's not even that like i'm i can't receive what you said to me mm -hmm. it's shit like you got to take the ego out and it's really that difficult ego. for i'm i'm just i'm i'm practicing that yeah but it's really difficult to not be offended when mm -hmm. the person that means the most to you or the person that you like it switched from like not wanting to disappoint my parents growing up to not wanting to disappoint my partner yeah it's the same type of heavy mm -hmm. right so like i never want to disappoint you and i feel like in the times where i have let you down like those are like little notches on me and it sucks yeah like it, it hurts so i don't ever because i i feel like i can reef reef live those feelings yeah. of letting you down. And, like and you that. do hold them really tight. Yeah. yeah, it's not, I think it's not, unless nothing changes from it or like comes of it after those hard conversations, then it's a notch. Yeah, then yeah. you can count them up. But if you're changing after those hard conversations or not necessarily, well, sometimes changing, but just meeting me where I need to be met. Yeah. And th that's all somebody could want. So like, yeah, the hard conversations are hard, mm -hmm. but they do make you stronger. I know that's such like a cliche saying, but they really do. They do. Our, com our communication, like I said, has, I mean, it's, it's continuously gets better because mm -hmm. yes, we have our day-to-day -day rapport, mm -hmm. but when we do have the difficult things, we already know how to we know what to expect, right? Yeah. We know like, okay, you might need some space if I say something that you ain't gonna like and yeah. vice versa, right? Mm -hmm. Like, or hey, okay, let's figure this out right now because I definitely don't want either of us to feel this way. So our communication has been very solid. Yeah. 
but it took a long time. Took a long time. A lot of, lot of hours and work put into that. Let me just go sideways real quick in relation to this. Um, if you aren't communicating your needs in general, but let's translate this to sex, mm-hmm. your life will change mm-hmm. when you communicate with oh, your what partner you what you need and what you want and what you like. Okay? I think that's why there's such a huge orgasm gap for huge heterosexuals versus gap. LGBTQ+. Yes. People in the LGBTQ community are having way more orgasms than the people in the heterosexual community. <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> I think I'm confused though because I agree gap. with that, but I all I think it's the the communication between people. It doesn't matter who you are. That's why I think there's such a gap is because a lot of women don't communicate what they need to men. Mm-hmm. Or men don't receive what a woman is trying to tell them. They think with the ego of being like, "Oh, I know what you want, baby. Like I know what you got. Like yeah. you see this, like I can take care of you." And it's yeah. like But do you even like do you even know? No. Maybe she doesn't want penetration at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's all you're good at. That's all you know to do. Because mm-hmm. they have this idea that like, of course it's going to feel good. Mm-hmm. But that's your ego talking. That's your ego. That's your ego. Communicating your needs mm-hmm. to the person that you are intimate with will be the biggest game changer for you. I can guarantee you. At first I had to like, I had to learn that it's appropriate. Mm-hmm. Like you can actually say what you want and what you like and what you don't like. And especially in the moment, like if somebody's doing something that isn't feeling good to you, speak up. Speak up. It's, Why would you want to sit there? Yeah. Why would you want to sit there and take it to make them feel good? No. Mm-hmm. You should be feeling good. It's mutual you should feel be goodness. Good. <laughs> yes. And there's sensual goodness. <laughs> yes. There's plenty of ways to find mutual goodness. Yes. Okay. But I want to push you to know that you can, in fact, mm-hmm. state what you need and what you want, mm-hmm. whether that's faster, slower, <laughs> harder, <laughs> inside, outside, any of the things. It shouldn't be a guessing game, though. <laughs> it shouldn't be a guessing game. Like, also, I think maybe it's me. I don't know. Maybe it's Maybelline. No. There it is. <laughs> I cannot with your outburst. I really can't. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I had zero control. Zero. It's okay. Zero control. We're moving, but it's it was kind of it was kind of funny. <laughs> um, maybe it's just me, but I feel like as a partner, I can't help but be in my head. If you're not telling me it feels good. <laughs> I'm assuming it might be feeling bad. I don't yeah. know. Like, I love the communication. I want to be told, like, that's my spot. I love what you're mm-hmm. doing. This feels great. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> Any of the things that indicate it's going the right way. Because if not, I'm I'm internalizing and thinking, are they liking this? Could you is imagine? This good? Could you imagine hooking up with somebody who is like mute? What are you talking about? Like somebody who doesn't tell you anything, just lays oh, there quiet? No. I what, what would you do? Would you stop? I would probably stop. I'd be like, this feels stale. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna go. I'm going to go. Okay. Yeah, I would not. If you were just fucking mute and there was nothing happening, there's no. If I was just laying there. 
Yeah, I'm not about that. I'll tell you right now, I will be exiting very yeah, quick. Me too. I yeah. would have never started. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't have known unless you started. I feel like I would have known. Okay. <laughs> so yes, I. if you don't do that now and you're afraid to start, you can communicate that you're going to start. Yeah. Like instead of just like if it's been going one way and then you're scared to make the change, mm-hmm. tell your partner... I'm, I feel empowered to start communicating with you what I want and what I don't want. Mm-hmm. How do you want that communication to go? Like, yeah. how would you want to receive that communication? Because you also want to make sure that you're doing it in a way that they don't feel discouraged or mm-hmm. turned off or any of those things. So there's definitely a way to say instead of like what doesn't feel good, it's like tell them what does feel good. Yeah. So don't be afraid to start. That is something that I had to learn and I am very glad that I did. Yeah, and plus communication in the bedroom is sexy. It is. Yeah. I get more turned on hearing that I'm doing a good job. (laughs) I'm like, yes, I am. Here we go. I'll give you some more of that if you like it. (laughs) So I can confirm. Yeah, there's nothing... There's nothing bad about it. Also, it's just validating. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants to be validated, whether you admit it or not. It feels good to feel validated. It does. In what you're doing, what you're saying, how you're acting, all the things. Yeah. To wrap this up, I saw this question that I started thinking really deeply about. And I was like, I, would, I just want to know your answer. Okay. Uh, I saw this question that said, would you rather erase your worst memory or relive your best one? And I felt like it was such a hard question. I think that one. Yeah, that's a really. I'll go first. Okay. There are a few hard memories that in my mind yeah, they'd be nice if they weren't there. Mm-hmm. But I definitely would not want to erase them because it has shaped me into the person that I am. Mm-hmm. Like without going through some of the hardest times, which are then correlated to the worst memories, mm-hmm. I would not be half of the person that I am today. Like I learned so much from those instances that, I don't know who I'd be today if I erased them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I would want to relive some of my best memories. I th- I think that I would agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it, it is a very difficult question, though, because, like, without getting too far into it of being, like, a survivor of abuse as a child, um, even though like that was extremely like horrible and I have a lot of things that I've had to work through in my adulthood and still do every day I think I would still lean more towards what you're saying because the things that happened to me pushed me to get away from my hometown and like Mm -hmm. spread my wings and go to college and be I didn't want to be, I didn't know this at the time, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to be a victim forever. Yeah. I wanted to not allow those things to dictate to my life. To define you. Exactly, yeah. to define me. Mm-hmm. So without consciously knowing that that's what I was doing, at that time I think that I was just like running away from some of that yeah. stuff. To now I know that like that pushed me to get out of my situation mm-hmm. and try to not have anything like that you know, as far away from me as possible. Yeah. So yeah, I think that exactly what you were saying, I 
it's, I don't want to say it made me who I am because Mm -hmm. that didn't make you, but, but it shaped a lot of things that it shaped the decisions that I realized life is about decisions Mm -hmm. at a young age. I had to grow up at a really young age. So without that, I don't think that I would have had the same scope for ambition or Mm -hmm. wanting more in life. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I would definitely relive my best memories because my shit ain't holding me down, you know? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. life is about finding more joy. I don't want to go back to like, don't don't go back to the, and and I don't want to rewind either. Exactly. You don't need to erase it. Let's not go back. Yeah. But let's not erase it. Cause it's like butterfly effect, you know? Yeah. You don't know how my life course would have changed if I could erase that. Exactly. But finding the joy of moving forward in your life and reflecting on the good times. Yeah. I think that's important. Absolutely. I will tell you that that reliving that memory would be with you. Oh. Yeah. Cute. Yeah. Which one? Well, there's a lot. Okay. We'll talk about it later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's all the time that we have for today. Uh, Such a like NPR sign off. What? That's all the time we have here today. Oh, okay. <laughs> Should I do something else? No, no. Sorry, I didn't mean to shit on you. But that is all we got today. <laughs> yeah, so. fuck right off, Andy. Oh, my God. <laughs> you are oh, wild. man. If you like our podcast, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, mm-hmm. share, send to a friend, mm-hmm. family member. You know the deal. Follow us at Two Babes, One Barn and The Queer Social. And that's it. Later. <laughs> Damn.